Welcome to the Human Dog Fighting Show, presented by Dogwood Radio, with your hosts, Davis Franklin and Richard Dack. Those of you all tuning in, thanks for joining us. Uh, Stipe Miocic, arguably now the greatest heavyweight mixed martial artist of all time, reclaimed his title last night against Daniel D.C. Cormier in a fourth-round TKO, um, where Stipe was really getting his uh, face beat in for the first at least two and a half rounds of that fight. And I, uh, I was worried it could end in the first round because he was taking some haymakers. Um, yeah, and he didn't. He didn't even look like he could really defend himself. Cormier, that was a grappling clinic in the first round. Mm-hmm. Cormier was just tossing him around, um, and. I was, I mean, I missed the, I was, it was later on in the evening, and I was paying my tab. I missed the first three minutes of the second round, but it looked like a slugfest. Yeah, it was more of the same. And a lot of dirty boxing, a lot of, DC's hands looked a lot quicker, um, so he was, he was really bruising Stipe up. Stipe was, you know, throwing some stuff, but he just looked outclassed in those first it, two rounds. Yeah, even from distance, which everyone was thinking, Miocic was going to, stay at distance and uses his length, but DC still looked great. I think that the first fight, they were just heavier and slower. In this fight, they were moving so much better. Both of them. Yeah, so Stipe cut 10 pounds. Like, he actually, you know, tried to get to, like, fighting weight, if that makes sense, for a heavyweight. Um, and I think that showed he was more mobile. I think he was also a lot, um, you know, DC knocked him out in their first matchup with uh, basically um, got him on an overhook. And then as he was trying to separate, uh, got him with an overhand strike that put Stipe to sleep. And he threw that a couple times, but Stipe was able to connect. Yeah, didn't didn't connect. connect. He was he was ready for that this time. Um, Also, interestingly, I don't know if you heard this as you're watching or not, but people were kind of. Uh, surmising that one of the reasons why Stipe's chin didn't hold up in that first fight is is it was only five months out from his battle against Francis Ngannou in Boston, uh, and that you know he took some really hard shots against Francis, who's the hardest puncher of all time in any combat sport. Yeah, um, maybe. So, I, well, well, that's that's it, what the machine says. That's, the machine? Uh, yeah, they have the UFC Performance Institute. Uh, I thought you were talking about Burt Kreischer. No. I am machine. <laughs> <laughs> but I... Okay, so the, the question after this fight is, do they do a third? Because leading up to it, they were saying, oh, Cormier wants a third with Jones. Which, you know, he lost both his fights to Jones. Yeah, and I don't think now he can... they've split fights with Miocic and Cormier. So... I think a third makes sense for them, but Cormier was a real jerk to Miocic leading up to this fight, made him wait a whole year to fight him again. So do they do a third, and how soon do they do it? Well, I think in hindsight, taking that year was probably good for Stipe to not fight for a year because he'd been an active champion as well. Um you know, defending his belt uh, unprecedented three times. Um, 
against like killers. Like, yeah, you know, I was looking at his, and this is when we talk about, you know, greatest of all time. Uh, so he won the belt, um, Verdum. from Verdum. And then in the fights before that, he beat Mark Hunt and Andrei Orlovsky's two of the other, you know, all time greats. Then he beat Alstar Overeem. Then he beat Junior Dos Santos. Then he beat Francis Ngannou. All yeah. those were KOs except for Francis, which was a complete mauling. So. And each one of those fights, I think if you look back, Miocic gets rocked a little bit, and then he comes back. Yeah, like, but four of those are first-round KOs. He gets hit, and, yeah, then he, yeah. and then he wakes up, and then he knocks the other guy out. Yeah. And that's something that like his style changed a little bit for Ngannou and it seems mm. like he's getting he's he was worried about the damage for Ngannou and he still took it and then that carried over to DC and it wasn't great but I I I want to see a third between them I want to see it before the end of the year and I want to see no more of Cormier before the end of the year oh yeah Oh man, I don't did did you see uh did you see his face? Did you see Stepe's face after the fight? Yeah. He looks like a, like a purple alien. I oh, mean, they he's, all do. Yeah, but I mean, he really got he got mauled. I mean, I think the early, if we have a rematch, the earliest will be next spring. Maybe in April. Oh, that's yeah. too long. Uh well, also, there's a chance DC just doesn't come back. Yeah, true. I mean, he was supposed to retire before he turned 40, which was in, like, February. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, oh, I guess I'm getting paid money. I, I don't think the next fight is before his 41st birthday. Mm. Although a rematch for New Year's would be pretty sick. That would be. That, yeah, that would be. And then it then it would be, I mean... Because what people were saying before this fight is, if DC wins, he's the greatest heavyweight of all time. So mm-hmm. now that Stipe won, and Stipe's resume is just as good, if not better, than DC's, we got to say that Stipe's the greatest. Yeah. Uh, but he's kind of, I mean, I think he's super marketable. You know, firefighter, like all-American dude, Cleveland, Ohio, just a, you know, yeah. uh, second-generation American. So, such a good story, but... For some reason, the UFC just drops the ball on this from a marketing perspective. Well, it's because he isn't Colby Coverton. He isn't a MAGA-wearing jerk face. He's just a real, like, straight-laced stand-up dude. And, you know, that UFC doesn't like that. They want the, the trash-talking McGregors, and they want the the weed-smoking Diaz's. <laughs> like, they, that's not what Miocic does, so it's hard for them to... Or it shouldn't. It's not hard for them. Like the performances should be enough, but they want the personality as well. Well, it's all. I think it's a personality that's conducive to bringing in some, you know, uh, casual fans. Um, you know, people that like their Sunday football and they're all American, you know, heroes. And um, I mean, the dude's just a winner, you know. Um, and, and that's what. I, and I want to see it again. Here's the. The most important reason I want to see this again. The two of them have the coolest walkouts out there. Yes. Like, yes. like the Machine Gun Kelly Ohio song that Steve Bay walks out to is like, that's a banger. That's he's ready to he's ready to murder. Till I die. Yep. And then DC just coming out to 
I'll do this forever. The little Drake and Lil Wayne verse. Like slapping himself and then it looks like a sprint when you're that heavy, but you know, jogging out. Oh boy. I love those walkouts. Yeah. So hype. It's just classic. I mean, the whole, you know, the the three main fights from this card I thought were if someone had doubts about the um you know the entertainment value of UFC, like geez, you couldn't ask for better fights. They're just wars, all three of them. Well, it's um, it's a difference from last week with the Fight night with Shevchenko. Every one of those fights went the whole distance, and every one of those fighters was there. It wasn't really much being. There weren't the points were so you couldn't tell who was winning those fights. Yeah, like in these fights, well, you also couldn't tell who was winning them, but you could see things happening. People were beating <laughs> the shit out of each other. Yeah. <laughs> You could see stuff happening, which is it, it was awesome. Well, I don't know. We'll get to that fight in a second, but I think it was pretty clear that Nate Diaz uh, was the winner mm-hmm. over Pettis, um, mm-hmm. especially when you look at the volume of strikes. I mean, it's he almost had his t- double the amount of significant strikes as Pettis. But the yeah. fight that I really want to see after this um, Stipe victory is Stipe Miocic, John Jones. Because I have no interest watching John Jones fight anybody else in light heavyweight. Although um, that Brazilian guy he fought recently he was actually a really, I thought it was a good fight. Johnny Walker? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I think that. No, no, they... no. It, it wasn't Johnny Walker that he fought. Yeah. It was. Oh, Who geez. is Brazilian? Interesting name for a Brazilian. That's but... true. <laughs> Let's see. I mean, yeah, I can't imagine seeing Tiago Silva again or Anthony Johnson or, or what's his name? Not Anthony Johnson. Anthony Jones again. Anthony Smith. Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Just. Yeah. Tiago Santos is the guy. I thought that was a good fight, actually. And Tiago Santos, um, he tore his ACL during the fight mm-hmm. and it was a split decision. So maybe not right away, but sometime in the future, I think Tiago should get another shot. Um, yeah. he, but John Jones would beat the crap out of Johnny Walker. He's just too young. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, or Reyes. Dominic, is it Dominic Reyes? Yeah. He's yeah, another guy that's kind of coming up. He's shifty. But... I mean, John Jones has got to move up a weight class. That's what everybody's doing. That's how you yeah. solidify yourself. Once move up and fight. Champ, champ. champ, champ. He needs to be champ, champ. Who do you think wins that fight, Jones Stipe? Mm. And it's got to happen Probably. in the next couple of years. Uh, Jones. I think Jones. I think if Jones is, because what was Stipe, 235? Yeah. I think Jones, if he gets into bodybuilding Jones shape and goes up to heavyweight and he packs a punch, He's just as strong, but he's more uh, he's technical more than Miocic. De- yeah, definitely more tech- technical, athletic, and I think that he, he picks Miocic apart. That's but, how is, I would. but is he as tough as Stipe Miocic? Can he take those bombs for four rounds? Yeah, I, I don't think everyone's, anyone's really hit him. So you don't know. Yeah, his defense is so good, and he 
If you ever get close to him, he loves that eye poke to keep. Because he's alive. fighting guys that are smaller than him. You know, yeah. besides Gustafsson, who's mm. like not—he's still not Stipe size. So. Yeah, and they had that one great fight, but then mm-hmm. in the second one, like Jones took him apart. Yeah, Jones. and I mean Gustafsson also—I don't know—he's he's not a workhorse. You can just tell, like looking at his body, that he's not. He's not cutting weight. He's not doing strength training and stuff at the level that uh, is necessary to beat someone like John Jones. Um, well, should we? Let's move on to you know Nate Diaz, Mister. I don't even know what month it is. Did you see that in the interview <laughs> after the fight? Yeah, they no. were like, so Nate, like you know, you want to get another fight uh, before the calendar year runs out? And he's like, man, I don't even know what month it is, but I'm in no rush. <laughs> Uh, but I also just want to sit around either. It's like, you know, he's great at the talk a little bit and say nothing in the interview. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, I, you know, I didn't know what to expect him coming no. back because, you know, before his um, two fights versus Conor McGregor, he's not like he had a great record. Before his one ever Conor McGregor, he was two and three um, in his five, uh, you know, fights before that. Um, you know, he's only, even with this win, he's only got a 20 and 11 record. So like he's lost significant amount of fights. Yeah. Um, but man, so, somehow he, he just, he puts on shows with his pace and like every right hand, I feel like he throws as a slap and not yeah. a punch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's that Stockton <laughs> slap. Yeah. He doesn't want to like, he, he just wants to tire you out and get some get some uh dominant hands and feet and you know he just it was an entertaining fight all around like so uh, entertaining on the ground the jujitsu yes. scrambles you know they're both very active on the ground they're not kind of sitting yes. there waiting for things they're not trying to get points on the ground they're trying right. to finish it um, a lot of a lot of pettis's finishes have been from his back so mm-hmm. seeing him on the bottom it was sort of like okay is he going to be able to sweep or get an arm or get a triangle or get something but i mean diaz is well known for being a great jiu-jitsu guy and he i mean they were transitioning really beautifully mm-hmm. and it was i mean the stand-up was good the grappling was great and i think that diaz looked dominant the whole way through all three of these fights and i think it's uh you know people are just the sport's always evolving right um but the the amount of damage you can inflict on someone dirty boxing mm-hmm. that like fighting from the clinch and how dangerous the separation is more people are throwing those spinning back fists and spinning elbows on the break um i mean like you Romero. can just Yep. Narrow through a few of those. Whew. If one of those are connected, I'd, you know. Yeah. Scary. Yeah. Um, my, I was with um, some, my buddies that I was with, they were like, oh, jujitsu looks fun. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, do, do we start doing jujitsu? They're like, maybe. <laughs> so, you maybe should, man. Jujitsu buddies. It's a lot of fun until you like kind of mess up your shoulder like me. But then, you know. you, didn't you mess up a rib? This is new. I thought you messed up your rib. 
Yeah, I had the rib injury, um, but then now I'm taking more time off because my left shoulder is kind of all out of whack. That's, I think, a pre-existing problem, kind of exacerbated by tapping late on an arm bar. Yeah. Um, but so now I've just been, you know, uh, I'll be back in the game after the basketball season's done. So. Yeah. Well, um, that's yeah. But yeah. So Nate Diaz now wants Jorge Masvidal. Give him. Give him Jorge. That's that's a fight, that's, man. That's just like we are street people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we we just fight to be fighters. Well, like, that, that's why people love uh, Nate's fights is because it's like if you were making a movie about the UFC and what a UFC fight would look like in a movie, it would be a Nate Diaz fight. It's just constant pressure, constantly throwing shots. Mixing in a little bit of kicks, good takedowns, going for the submissions. Yeah. Um, Hattis had some, I think he tried to, he had some knees that he was doing trying to get to the head. Yes. Like in the second oh. round, they were getting in close and they were getting some tie boxing that, like, that was Pettis' shot. If he had landed a knee or something, he would have. Well, Pettis almost connected on a couple yeah. roundhouse kicks. But the I thought the most damaging uh, shots of the fight were in the clinch. You yeah. know, Pettis is an interesting fighter. He just looks small. He, he looks for a welterweight. He looks small. He doesn't look particularly yeah. strong. And uh, Diaz kind of bullied him in the clinch. He like took his head down and just started kneeing him in the face, like yeah. flush. Um, they're both. They're I think they were both 145 at one point. No, like, no, yeah. no. Nate fought 155. I don't think he ever fought 145. So, He's like six, six one. I mean, yeah. so it's possible he could fight 145, but. Well, I know Pettis definitely did because yeah. he was 155 champ on a Wheaties box, lost to. Because he's like Conor McGregor. Oh, Dos Anjos. He lost to Dos Anjos. Then he dropped to 145, and like he was not looking good. He lost to Holloway for a some fight or. He lose to, yeah. He lost to Holloway, and then he moved back up to fifty-five, and now he's up to seventy. So he's had some up and downs that yeah. go along with it. Um, and I mean, I think that it's just this is closer to his normal weight. Like this is the better way to do it. I saw, um, just I think I saw Joe Rogan when he was talking to someone MMA recently, and oh, it was Dan Hardy. It was a great listen. And they were just Dan Hardy was saying, "Why do we need to do every 15 pounds? Let's cut that in half. Do every seven and a half pounds. Make a new weight class, or every like, ten. Yeah, every ten. Like well, his, th- his thing was like, I don't want to lose 170. 170 is so historic. But I don't there's no you can't call it historic. The sport's only really been around for 25 years. Yeah." Um, I mean, you you still call it, you know, welterweight. It's just that's the 165 class, right? Yeah, yeah, that makes so. sense. They, um, I had Diaz winning. A guy at the bar had said that Pettis won the first two rounds, and I was like, "How drunk are you?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no way. I think it was closer in the first two rounds, and the third round was clearly a Nate Diaz show. It was a clinic. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think the you know the stats were Nate uh, 
I think landed something like 120 significant strikes mm-hmm. or 110. And then um, Pettis only threw 120, only landed 60. That's crazy. So, yeah, I mean, the output, you know, was ridiculous. Um, Gonna uh, talk Romero Costa. Yes. The all handsome, cut, ripped up dudes. Yeah. First team all bod. Yeah. yeah, first team all bot. Like, I Romero was working the fence the entire time. It was, it's like the first round was nuts with <laughs> Acosta getting knocking down Romero and then going for a frenzy, and then Romero knocking down Costa. It was a, a crazy first round, and then for the next two rounds the rest of the fight it was sort of Romero just kind of surviving it seemed like but he was he was working Costa I think he had double the shots so um you know UFC official website significant total strikes actually the total strikes and significant strikes are the same because there were no non-significant strikes (laughs) thrown or landed yeah I mean they were just throwing but they were trying to take each other's heads off why would they do Um, anything insignificant yeah, <laughs> I don't think you yeah, have when you're built like that, you can't hit someone insignificantly. Um, yeah, so Paula Costa um, had, let's see here, 118 significant strikes, Yoel Romero 125. So actually pretty, pretty even as far as the significant strikes goes. But oh, you are right, though. It was he had double as many to the head. Yoel Romero yes. did. Yeah, because um, he was really head hunting. But and he I was, mean, it, there was so many, so much taunting going yes. on. Romero was taunting him throughout the first two rounds, and then, I mean, Costa looked way worse for wear as the third round started. He I was, think that might just be a skin tone thing, though, too. Oh, and the the blood coming out of his nose. Yeah, he was, had a bloody <laughs> nose, but the you know, if you're darker skin, the bruising just doesn't show up the same. And, um, and I mean, but the shots that Costa landed, like really like put Romero on his heels. Yeah. Um, but I think to your point, this is one of those fights where, um, yeah. So the head count was, uh, Romero landed 96 shots to the head versus Costa only landing 67, mm-hmm. but Costa landed 46 to the body. Um, mm-hmm. and I think the end of the third round ended with Costa kind of controlling the fight. Like, they were both baiting each other on, putting their hands behind their backs. But, um, you know, I would have been okay with a draw. And I feel like the sport would be better off if fights like this ended in draws. It doesn't Uh, doesn't help them marketing Costa going forward. They want to keep him perfect. But... A draw would make sense. I think if we reconceptualize what a draw is, is draw is perfect. I mean, you didn't lose. Because I, right? I certainly had Romero winning. I thought really? he won two rounds. I thought, you thought he won two and three. Yeah, I think that it was twenty nine, twenty eight. But like, I could yeah. it could have yeah. been it, the first round was close with each of them knocking down the other one and. Costa really had, um, he had center control the entire time. So if you 
give that if you weight that a little more, then he wins. But I, I felt like the ring control wasn't really, and I felt like Romero was just kind of like playing rope a dope a little bit. Yeah, he was rope a dope, and he was like, there's one scene where he's just hand up, shifting, shifting side to side, kind of like dancing his way around, avoiding shots. Yeah, it was, man, it was fun to see the kind of explosions of energy when Romero would go from just taking shots and they'd see one little moment of weakness or one slip up and then just pounce. Like it was like two lions in there just yeah. going at each other. Um, yeah, you know, any listeners, like, watch the replay of this fight. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it's uh, athletic performance, like, you know, I haven't seen anything like that in the UFC before. Two guys that explosive going at each other. Um, no, and I was saying, you know, uh, it's so surprising that Romero has gone five rounds with Whitaker because he is drenched by two and a half minutes in the third round, <laughs> and he just looks like like how is this guy still? He's what is he? Forty two? Yeah. <laughs> he just he just keeps going, and I was. I was wondering where Costa, how Costa was going to do in a three-round fight. So I think he has knocked everybody out before. Yeah, the his longest fight previously was seven minutes. Yeah, and so, so I was like, okay, maybe Romero is trying to tire him out, let him, yeah, rope it up. But both of them look good throughout the fight. Like they they didn't look tired. Yeah, well, I mean, I think if it had gone longer, it would have been interesting. I would have loved if this was a five-round fight. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because Romero, when he did fight Whitaker, was barely moving for the last, yeah. like, seven or eight minutes of that fight. And um, Whitaker also beat him the first time on a broken leg. Uh, yeah. Which is insane. Um, but, you know, moving forward, like, this nice transition to the fight coming up this fall, um with Whitaker and Adesanya in Australia. And I think most likely winner of that gets Costa. Um, I like that. mm -hmm. I think give, uh, I think put Gaslam against the loser of this fight. Cause I still like Gaslam a lot. You has Gaslam fought Romero. I don't think so. That would be a good fight. Yeah. I think that would be a good one. Cause I like Gaston. <laughs> he's he's annoying in in a very uh, who's the who's the light uh, the featherweight bantamweight guy. Cejudo. Oh, he's annoying in a Cejudo way, but I like Kinda watching cringy. him fight. Yeah. Oh, are they trying to push a Uriah Faber Henry Cejudo fight? Yeah, Is they that are. What's happening? They are. Yeah. Why? I don't, I, don't, I don't want that. Well, Cejudo wants to have three belts. That's his plan. Yeah, his he wants the intergender championship against Shevchenko. What? Yeah. Have you no. not seen this? Yeah. No. He's been, no, he's no, been no. tweeting about like Valentina Shevchenko. Like, oh, I want the intergender championship. I challenge you. I'm the Olympic champion, the flyweight champion, the bantamweight champion. Call me Triple C, intergender champion. I'm just like... Mm. No, I want to see him fight at featherweight at 145. No. He's he's too small. He's like 5'5". Five, five. He''s 5'4", five, I think. 5'4", five, 5'5". Five, five. Yeah. And Max Holloway's 5'11". 
Dude, I don't know. Who he he's too dominant at the smaller weights though. Like, yeah. I mean, we'll see. He's not he, that. Do- he's been getting it together, but he's not too dominant. Like Morales was teeing off on him at first, and then mm-hmm. he came back and with this and knocked him out. I think. Yeah, I mean. I mean, it's good that he, he's got the 135 and 125. Um, you know, but Demetrius Johnson, Mighty Mouse, his problem was he was just staying at that, you know, um, flyweight, which is a huge yeah. mistake. Like, he should have moved up and gone for the, um, you know, because even though while he had his reign, uh, people like Joe Rogan were talking about him as maybe the best ever. I think 10 years from now, people totally forget about Demetrius Johnson. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just, yeah, those are little guys. You got to uh, do something. Yeah. But this, no, he his Gaslam has not fought um, Romero. Make that happen. That's good. a good fight. It's a good fight. He also, Well, here are his losses. When he was in welterweight, his first loss was to Tyron Woodley. Hmm. And then he lost to... Neil Magny, which hmm. he, that guy is a real kind of uh, Neil Magny's good. He's just kind of like a, a journeyman type. Yeah, like a and, Johnson. Mm-hmm. Lost to Weidman, and then latest loss to Adesanya. But yeah, I got I got to stop going to this bar because every time I go to this bar, guy I want to win loses. Last time it was Askren. This time it's Cormier. I'm just it's it's a bad luck bar. You just gotta buy it on ESPN Plus, man. Just watch on your couch. You can take yeah. little naps in between fights, like I did. Smart. Yeah. M- micro napping. Micro nap. Yeah, because they got like 20 minutes in between fights where nothing's happening. So. Um, very, yeah. Well, that's the 20 minutes you get your next beer at the bar. Yeah, and spend another 12 bucks. I just you probably spent more at the bar than I did on the pay-per-view. Oh, certainly. <laughs> like without a doubt. Well, so who do you have for uh middleweight champion? Adesanya um, or um, Whitaker? I don't know. <laughs> I I I like Whitaker better than Adesanya. I I like him as a, a champion and an athlete, but Arsenia is very long. I, I and Whitaker hasn't fought. He like injures himself and is out a year at a time. So I really don't know. Yeah, I think it's kind of a toss up, isn't it? Um, yeah. I'm gonna say well. I'm going to say Whitaker. I think partially because he hasn't fought in so long. Yeah. Um, and there's, I think that helps. That helps Stipe, and that was only, you know, a year off. Um, let's see. Yeah, his last, you know, fight was split decision with Yoel Romero, June of 2018. Mm-hmm. So that's not that long. So it'll be, what, about 15 months? Yeah. Yeah. Well, He'll be recovered. He'll have a chin, yep. you know. We've got uh, the fall, winter is going to be next month. Next month's big fights. Khabib, Poirier, 
and McGregor talking about how he would step in if one of them screwed, doesn't want to make weight. Um, oh, that fight's going to happen, though. Neither of those guys is going to, they're not going to have problems making weight. Connor's just keeping himself in the news cycle like he did by throwing some of his uh, proper 12 into some old geezer's face. Well, that's probably the best use for that whiskey because it's garbage. It's not that. Nah, it's not that bad. Come on. It's right. it's Jameson equivalent. Well, Jameson's bad, too. Uh, it's like the, it's like the, what is it? Evan Williams of Irish whiskey. Oh, it's drinkable. It's, I mean, maybe with ginger ale. Yeah, Put it in it, there with ginger ale. It's not a sipping whiskey. But it is a shooting whiskey, and that's what he offered the man a shot, which he refused. Yeah, because um, he's an adult. Shots yeah. aren't for adults anymore. No, he, he, he was fully in his right to not drink the whiskey. Connor uh, was acting like a little baby. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, apparently that happened four months ago, and it just went viral. So I don't think we're going to see any consequences from that. No. Well, McGregor's just annoying. He's like... He's got to fight. He needs to fight somebody and win. Yeah, but he's just like, I'm the money and my whiskey and I'm notorious. And it's like, I was trying to tell the guys that I was with that like, oh, (laughs) I thought you had that tattoo. I didn't know it was a shirt. I thought you had the chest tattoo of the no. gorilla eating a heart. Uh, I was trying to tell. I still think that McGregor was given easier fights along the way. He performed in the title fights. But along the route road, I think his challenges were easier leading up to it. Like... Brando, Max like, Holloway. Oh, and Poirier, I guess. Okay, never mind. I yeah. take it all back. That that's something that people say all the time. Then you actually look at the guys he fought, and it's like, yeah. Um, Dennis Seaver, Chad Mendez, Chad Mendez on two weeks' notice. Okay, I still think that Mendez would have won if he had had a full training camp. Yeah, but it was two weeks' notice for both of them. But. McGregor no, was in the sense that he fight. wasn't prepping for Mendez. Also, he fought that. It was either that one or Dennis Seaver. He had a torn ACL. I think it was the uh, the one year the Seaver fight. No, the other one. Mendez. The Mendez fight. Yeah, because if you watch that stupid documentary. Yeah, and he yeah, and he like, doesn't throw any kicks, and he brings in Arnold uh, uh, Schwarzenegger's uh, uh, leg doctor to help him with his ACL. Uh, I don't know why I watch all these MMA documentaries because they're all stupid. <laughs> yeah, there's not a lot of good ones. Um, yeah, you know I mean... What, you know what so, is good? The MTV, that? like, I am an uh, MMA, MMA fighter with Anthony Showtime Pettis. Right, that one's good. I gotta check that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do not want to see McGregor fight Khabib again. Khabib's going to roll through Poirier. I mean, uh, I mean, what do you think? I don't, I don't I think. think so. I think Khabib has kind of cemented himself as. Uh, I mean, he's the dude, and so maybe he goes another year or two just dominating lightweight, and then moves up to um, to welterweight. Yeah, 
I mean, I I don't think that I, I mean, would love Poirier's to see him good fight on the ground, but he's not. No one is good enough to deal with the ground and pound that Khabib presents. Like maybe Tony Ferguson with his Tenth Planet style, but Ferguson's so insane and so uncontrollable, like outside of the ring. That when was hit Ferguson's last fight? Um, he fought. Uh, didn't he beat Pettis? No. I think that was a while ago. Uh, that was in October 2018. Yeah, so Ferguson's last win. Ah, uh, the Donald Cerrone fight in June. Right. Oh, Cerrone's got that, a fight coming up. Yeah. Yeah, because Cerrone's fighting... Um, uh, what's his face? I just... Make Ferguson Khabib happen again. Do Book it for a, a tenth time or whatever it is. I think they've booked it three other times, and like first time neither made weight. Second time, Ferguson tore his ACL. Third time, Khabib like had visa issues or something. Let's like do it again. Try it again. That's the fight to make. But I just want to see him smush Khabib smash Poirier first. Who do you? Uh, so if Connor makes it back. I mean, he could fight this year, right? Have him fight Cerrone. That would be awesome. Yeah. Like, he tweeted out about Cerrone, like, good fight, that'll get you. And then nothing came of it. Yeah. Well, because there's all those allegations, the rape allegations and stuff, too, with uh, McGregor. I think those are still active. So that's probably why uh, he hasn't fought. Yeah. Well... Are you gonna watch? Are you gonna buy the Poirier fight, Poirier uh, Khabib? Oh, you buy it. Go to my local again. Yeah, I think I'll take a pass. I'll probably go to the local because I don't know who else is on that card. I can't imagine it. I think it's a real just the headliner kind of card. They like, need to stop doing great. that. They need to stop doing that because it's just watering down the product. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's all we. So the rest of the card is uh, Edson Barbosa and Paul Felder is like the co-main event, which okay. I'm not really that interested in watching. Um, and then Islam Makachev, he's another Dagestani gangster, uh, versus Davi Ramos, Curtis Blades, versus uh, Shamil Abdurmakov, Marbeck. Uh, yeah, I mean, some kind of Russian dudes. and you know, it's, I was saying... Uh, it's like a non-card. I was talking to someone. You know how they've made this big old ESPN deal, right? Uh-huh. What happens in the fall when football starts? What is ESPN going to do with the UFC then? I mean, they've already they've still got uh I mean, they've already got the fights for the fall scheduled. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. But there's, so. there's no way they prioritize UFC over college football. I guess they shifted to the Ocho or something. No, I mean, um, you know, ESPN2 on Saturday, September 14th, September 21st, more UFC. I mean, it's basically every Saturday in September, there's a UFC fight on ESPN Network. Yeah. 
And then October 18th at the TD Garden. I didn't realize this up here in Boston. It's going to be on ESPN. Dominic Reyes fighting Chris Weidman. Zabit uh, versus Calvin uh, Catter. Those are good fights. Yeah. We saw Catter in TD Garden. Uh Uh-huh. Yep, because I think he's from Massachusetts. So yeah, um, yeah, I think Beach is a monster. I yeah, it's a good point. It seems kind of strange that they're doing that. They're kind of putting UFC against college football. But all right, those of y'all who uh, tuned in, uh, thanks a lot. Um, and uh, yeah, don't bother watching. Could be beat the shed, Dustin Poirier. It's gonna be boring. But Israel Adesanya and Robert Whitaker in October. Uh, stay tuned. We'll probably do a show for that. Perfect. See you later. Peace. After being blessed by the herb's essence, what? I'm back to my rest. Ten minutes, some odd seconds. Yeah. That's where I got the honey at. Spends the night for sexing. Keep lubrication. Lifestyle protection. Picking up my stereos. Remote control quickly. Ron G's in the cassette deck. Rocking the shit, G. I try to stay mellow. Rock. Well, I capella rhymes that make me richer than a slipper made Cinderella fella. Go get your crew. Hobbs, I'm prepared to bomb troops. Y'all niggas was born. I shot my way out. My mom. When I was 10, I was a hip hop and shorty wop. Known for rocking microphones and twisting off a 40 top. Yeah. One time for your mom, one time. Yeah, whatever. One time for your mom, one time. It sound clever. Hey, yo, nah, fuck that, man. That shit was fat. But kick that for them gangsters, man. Fuck all that, man. Right, right. What up, niggas? How y'all is now?